Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you will get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D go dot co and be sure to add our podcast conversations with toy in the how did you hear about podgo section of the application happy friday oh what a week it has been right a whole another week let's be grateful for that right like just right off the bat, always express our gratefulness just for making it through one more week, one more day, one more month, one more moment. We really should just be really living our lives in the state of gratitude as much as we possibly can. And let me just say again, I always want to start off by saying if this is your first time that you have joined Conversations with Toy, welcome. Welcome to this space. I'm happy that you are here. It's not by mistake that you're listening. It's not by mistake at all. So welcome. Remember, I will do all that I can to keep this space as absolutely safe as possible. I will say the things that you probably are thinking that you probably can't say that you want to say that you're thinking about. So that is what we want to make sure that these conversations are usually light, but there are times because life is that way, right? Where we have to have these serious conversations about some real serious things that's going down. And with those things, it sometimes can be triggerish for, for you. And I apologize for that. But what I will say is that if you are triggered by anything that's being brought up, not just today, but anytime, keep in mind that triggers are usually a way to just let you know that there is something that you need to fix, something you need to have a conversation with yourself. There's something inside of you that needs to be worked out. So with that being said, and it being an amazing Friday, can I just say this is probably the first week, don't get comfortable, but this is the first week where I don't feel like it's been a long week. Now, Does this mean that this was probably like the shortest week or the lightest week? Absolutely not. Each week, I always have it in my mind. I'm just like, okay, we're going to have a week. It won't be that bad. It won't have that many meetings. There won't be so many things going on. And every week that I have said that, it has been a lot going on. So this week was, you know, as far as things to do, my to-do list was longer this week than it was last week. But this is the first week where I won't say that it was like this long dreaded week. So that's a good plus, right? I would think so. And so I'm excited for that. Because that means that whatever I had going on, I've obviously enjoyed it. We'll talk about all those things. But it's the first time. So that's why I said don't get comfortable into thinking that this is how it's going to go any other time. If you listen to the back episodes, I always say, Oh, gosh, it's such a long week when it's not but to this week is not I don't have that to say. This week was interesting. Again, meetings upon meetings, and I'm not complaining. So I don't want anyone to hear and be like, oh my gosh, she's always complaining about her week. I'm not. I can't tell you to be from a place of gratitude and then come from a place where I'm upset about a week. However, what I will say is that meetings upon meetings, and especially because there's such a Zoom format, is just very different. Okay. I think I'm getting like Zoom tired. And honestly, I don't care what format to me, I'm going to call everything Zoom because at this point it's on the computer. So it's Zoom to me. It doesn't matter if it's Google Meet, doesn't matter if it's another, it's just, it's Zoom. It's all Zoom to me. This week has been great as far as defining the things that I want to do in my life. You should know by now that I am also a blogger at toytime.org. 
I have been blogging for six years and every year, every month, I feel like I get stronger. I learn a little bit more about myself. I learn more about the things I need to do behind the scenes. And to be honest with you, I absolutely enjoy writing and I enjoy what I do. Um, on the blog this month, because it is Women's History Month, I have been doing my due justice to honor women from every walk of life. Um, I have put out the call for women who wanted to be a part of the project. I do this every year. I believe this is year three or four. I think it's year four. No, might be three. It's either year three or four. And every year it gets completely better. You know, women are putting themselves out there, willing to have this conversation with me and letting me interview them, asking really tough questions to get to know them, to get to know their struggles, the things that we have come through. Cause you know, women, we take a lot. And I know there's probably a man like, oh, here she go talking about what women do. I'm a woman, I'm sorry. I can't talk from a male's perspective, but I can say that as a woman, no matter what your title is in life, you go through so many different changes. And for me, I know that the changes that I have gone through in my life, whether that was mental, physical, emotional, it's been an up and down little battle. You know, everything isn't perfect. And I find myself really trying to come to grips with who I am and who I'm becoming. And I've been saying this only because it's only a couple months. And my daughter's um, counselor had asked her to ask me, like, was I afraid or excited to be turning 40 soon? And I'm actually pretty excited. I'm excited because I don't know. I feel like I could really like step into, it's like you really, like I've been a woman obviously for quite some time and I've been grown. And for me, by grown by definition means being able to take care of yourself, not um, being in a situation where you're having other people kind of like fully take care of you to the where you can't take care of your mental state. You're not taking care of your physical. Um, so for me, I feel like I've been grown a long time. And it's one thing, like, as I get closer and closer to this 40, I'm like, you are really, really, really grown, like grown, grown. Like I'm somebody's. I, I mean, I'm already somebody's auntie, but like, if somebody was like, Hey, that's my auntie. Like I, I would be okay with that. Like I'm about to reach auntie status and I'm okay with that. Some people go through this emotional and, and maybe as I get closer, maybe I will too, where I'll have, you know, this whole, what have I done with my life? And I've heard that. So I'm not knocking it. If it happens, I'll come and talk about it. But for right now, I'm excited to see what this new chapter is going to bring. I know that's a lot easier for me to say, because I feel like a lot of the things that women, and again, not every woman is the same, but the majority of the things that women say that they want out of life, I feel like I have achieved. And so I can feel settled in that. But because I want so much more, right? I, I don't feel like the things I've accomplished is like the end all be all. I feel like, you know, you get the second half of life. I feel like I know when we get over the hill, when you turn 50s, when you've reached, you know, a whole nother status. But for me, when I see 40, I know a lot of people who just realize like there's so much life to live. I'm not going to waste any moment. And so that's kind of how I'm thinking right now. That That's how I'm thinking right now. Again, if it changes, you know, I will double back and we will have that conversation. And so, but back to the week and accomplishing things. I had the honor of working with Facebook on a black history project. Project came out in the middle of nowhere. Can't obviously go into the details of that. But what I will say is, I would have not have imagined that I would have worked with Facebook and not that I didn't want to work with them because I actually had it on my vision board, but it just happened so quick. I didn't even have time to really take it in until the other day. I'm looking at my vision board and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you didn't even realize you manifested that. And I just felt like it literally, when I say landed in my lap, when it came, they came to me and I didn't have to pitch or anything like that. That's a built. First of all, let me just say I am also influencer and a blogger. And there's a lot of pitching that goes on behind the scenes and just having the situation just, you know, it just all worked out. And so working with them, it was great. It was super easy. I, <laughs> I couldn't have asked for any other better partnership. So it was great. And what I learned from this experience is never be afraid to put something out. 
right? I am very secular about the things that I put out, whether it's in writing or if it's a, a, a picture or whatever it may be. And just realizing that, you know, sometimes you have to just put yourself out there. Like people will not know who you are if you're not putting yourself out and putting yourself out comes with risk. But it's like, you know what? I got so many no's in the beginning when I first decided that I was going to blog. And then I decided that I was going to make monetize my blog. And I got a lot of no's. And I got a lot of no's even just in regular life. So I felt like my skin was just becoming thicker to where the nose would absorb. And I mean, I've had situations where there was things I'd show enough, truly, truly wanted and got that no. And it made me feel bad temporarily. But I knew that and eventually that things would level out. So those no's be turned, you know, came into yeses. And now I feel like I have my own sense of freedom where I can do the things that need to that, that concern me, the things that I truly, truly love. And I don't feel like I'm in a situation where I just can take any old thing. Like I can move a little bit and make a couple of decisions that I truly, truly want to take. So today's episode, we are going to talk about friendships, relationships again, because we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, but I was asked by a friend to talk about, um, relationships when you have had a long-standing relationship we're talking about 10 20 years and then the relationship meaning friendship does not work out and as an adult how do you how do you process that because you know we're not talking about friends you've had in the last couple of years we're talking about a substantial friendship who you believe that person knows you you know that person well and then bam something happens out of the blue and it's gone the relationship is fizzled it's no longer exists or it's on the brink of a, you know, breakup. We're going to talk about that, right? Because again, adulting requires tough discussions. And with those tough discussions, we kind of have to put our emotions out there and sometimes check ourselves. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and of course, we'll talk about some social media situations that have happened for this week. When you're talking about a friendship that you've had for 10 or more years, it can be very hard to transition from a friendship to like a breakup and a friendship breakup can feel almost just as strongly as a romantic relationship because there's time invested. I, however, believe that even if it's 10 years, even if it's 20 years, um, they're still seasonal. See, we, we had this, the, this understanding that 20 year relationships, 10 year relationships are forever. They may feel like forever, but they're not forever. So if you have a friendship or a relationship that has run its course, it may not necessarily be from a fault, meaning there has, doesn't always have to be this whole blow up. It doesn't have to be this fight. It doesn't have to be this whole craziness. It legit could just have things fizzle out. I have always told people that sometimes you don't got to make a big deal and have a big rah-rah if your friendship is fizzled. Sometimes just letting natural progression of the relationship just decline on its own. You stop calling as much, you stop texting. And then when you realize it, you're like, I didn't even have a desire. Like I didn't feel bad because the relationship went one way or the other. That's how you naturally sometimes can let a relationship fall out. And then there are those times when you have to have these straight, no chaser conversations about the pain and hurt that was caused if there was pain and hurt that was caused. And I think really to honestly, you have to be honest with yourself. Like I feel like there's so many red flags that are being thrown in any relationship. So sometimes we ignore that. And in the midst of ignoring that, we end up hurting ourselves the most. And so my guide to that is that first of all, I can understand how you feel. I've been in the situation before I've had a friend. Um, we had this huge falling out. I wasn't in her wedding. Um, I was very upset about that. And I think I don't even realize like how much I was more upset until like maybe even like a couple of years later, because you don't really get that time back. Like you don't get that time back unless they get married again. Right. And then at that point, it's like, you know, do I even want to be in this wedding? And you have to really think about that. So I had a friend, my, well, I don't say I had a friend, but my friend, uh, my best friend, we, and we've had this conversation. I've written a blog about it. It is what it is. And again, this is from my perspective. She may have her own perspective. She's more entitled to do that. But again, these are conversations that for me were difficult 
my best friend, she got married. I wasn't in her wedding. There was some things that had led up to that moment. And in the beginning to self-preserve myself, I tried to act like it wasn't a big deal. And reality is that I should have been more forthright and been very, you know, just been more honest with myself. Then I could have been honest at the time. And did I still go to the wedding? I did. I still went to the wedding. I still supported the situation. And I think for me, I think the biggest part for me at the time, and I say at the time, is that I, I just got, I didn't want to be the bigger person. Like in the part of me felt like I should have been, I guess, the person that kind of kept the, the flames of craziness going. But I don't know, at that time, it just didn't seem like a good idea. It didn't seem like, you know, it was a big deal again until I began to start planning my own wedding. And then I realized how actual hurtful that I I'm sure she felt because we, again, it was a, a situation that happened and I'm sure she felt her way as well. But then for me, I'm looking back at it and I'm like, man, you know, it, it just was crazy. So when things happen, I, again, I'm going to say, don't do like I did and not be honest with yourself. I feel like you, you deserve to be honest with yourself if you can't be honest with no one else. And again, this is the 39 year old toy talking back in my twenties. I didn't always feel that way. I just kind of felt like, oh, we'll be friends. It'll be all right. It's not that big of a deal. But at the time it didn't feel like a big deal. But I realized now going, looking back is that I pretended like everything was okay. Cause I didn't want to tap into those hurtful feelings. You know how you try to avoid something. And that's what happened. I avoided the situation. I didn't have a conversation. There was really never a, really a dialogue about it. Like, I don't think it's so later on. This was like maybe a couple of years ago, we've had the conversation, but the, you know, even with the conversation being had, it doesn't go back and doesn't, doesn't go back and fixes that the situation of me not being in the wedding. And so there are times. And when I think about it, I'll get a little pricked about it. Like, you know, oh, that's such a stick or such a, a sting. But when you have a situation and, and it, and it does fizzle, you've got to sometimes let that, let that go. Like you have to let the feeling, not the feeling go, but you have to allow this to happen. I think sometimes we try to, again, like I did in my twenties, you try to self-protect yourself and you're trying to hold on to this relationship. You're trying to make it work. And if for me and her, it may have, that was our situation. It worked out. Not everybody's situation works out. And that's just being generous about the situation. Because again, I I don't want to go into the details of it. But again, I blogged it, you can look on the blog, you can find it, type it in, it'll come up. But it is what it is. And it happened. And you know, my biggest word that I'm realizing that I do not like these days, and this is separate from the situation, but it kind of works together. When you say the word, whatever, when you say, Oh, whatever, that's not a big deal. It's probably a big deal. The very thing you say is not a big deal is such a big deal. And I'm learning to be okay in that because now when I hear the word, whatever, especially when I find that people are being dismissive, it's a red flag for me. It may not be a red flag for me to feel a certain way about how they're using it, but it just lets me know that the person is deflecting. Again, I say I have learned that through therapy, through counseling, that that whole whatever, no big deal. We say these things to kind of protect ourselves, but it is. And so I, my friend asked me and I advised her to sit in that, like let that feeling sit. However, you don't feel, you don't always have to feel like you have to fix things. And sometimes you just got to let natural progression because sometimes you'll get so burnt out trying to save something that doesn't want to be saved. It's like, you know, if you dated somebody and they're not good for you, but because you're so used to being around them, you're like, I got to fix this. I got to, and you don't have to, you don't have to fix anything. So sometimes just letting that sit, sitting in that, and then being honest with yourself, sometimes we'll just bring a level of healing. Cause again, we are so subjected to being the type of person that's super deflective, just not really, um, saying being forth, forthright in things. And if I be honest and not necessarily with that friend, but there's been friends that I've actually have hurt in such a major way. And there are times when it worked out where we have been able to be, you know, grown people and have grown people conversations. And I have been able to apologize and then feel that it was received. Then there are times when I've had relationships and friendships that, you know, you apologize, you say what you have to say, but it doesn't, you know, there's no bandaid, that bandaid is gone. There's no, you know, there's no working it out, but you can at least 
have closure. And sometimes you may not get closure. That's with any relationship. But in some of these situations, I've had to have that closure of, okay, I made the mistake. I messed up. It is what it is. And then they decided that it just, again, that some things just don't always work out. And so we have to realize that even if that season was 25 years, even if that season was 30 years, it doesn't take the pain away, but you have to realize that it is temporary. And until that situation changes, just continue to be honest with yourself, continue to do the work within yourself to try to get past that moment. And again, I think honestly is really the best policy. If you confront your feelings, you can heal from that. But when you try to tell yourself that it's not a big deal, you're not going to get any pa- anywhere past that. So yeah, my pet peeve word, word is now whatever. It's such a dismissive behavior. It's like I can't tap into it because I was in that. I used to live that life. So I, the whole whatever is not a big deal. And now because I'm trying to do better within myself, I can't I can't do the whole whatever conversations. As soon as I hear it, I be like, you know what? <laughs> Let me call you back. L- Let me go because I cannot I can't do it. And I don't really care what vessel it comes from. I'm not able to really tap into the whole no, you know, dismissive. And I again, I know this is from my therapy kicking in, but it is what it is. I can't do it. Now, this may be a point where you, again, I always preface that some people may be triggered by different conversations, especially when you're not healed from something. If you're in the midst of struggling with any type of topic, you may get extremely triggered. Last week, we talked about, you know, the whole relationships and motherhood and things of that, that sort of these last uh, week, two weeks ago, we've been talking about this. And then lo and behold, on my wonderful internet searching, you know, the internet is a beautiful place and it also can be a dangerous place. So I'm searching on my internet and something came up where this mother beat her child. I think the daughter had been sending, you know, um, illicit messages to boys and the mother decided to beat the child's behind. Now, you may say to yourself, I don't agree with beating your child, and you may have my 1,000 support on that. However, this was not a regular, you know, spanking of a child. I would never advocate, and I do not advocate for any type of abuse. And let me just say, I know that parents back in the day just didn't feel like it was abuse and that you were doing the best because you wanted to show your child and the host, you know, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. This is a personal decision you have to make for yourself. But what I personally feel, this is my personal feelings, is that anything that's causing a mark in any form to me is abuse because it doesn't take all that. And in this video, which was so hard, I didn't even finish watching it. Let me just be quite honest. But the few moments that I saw, the mother stopped beating the child and then began kicking and punching the child closed fists and then filmed it. You know, this is this is weird for me. Now, I'm a parent. I know that my children have gotten, I won't say on my nerves, but I will say they have done some things, again, even in their small ages that have been very stressful, that have been very irritating because you put everything you can into them to become as best as they can. And then you do say things and then they, you know, they act like they can't hear, you know, every child is deaf when they want to be. However, I don't understand and will never understand. I'm not even going to try to make myself understand the the point of parents filming and then uploading. Like it's one thing for you to film it, right? You have this video on your phone, which you shouldn't have. Let's not say I'm not agreeing with you, but it's another level to film it. That means you had to go back and watch that. Watch yourself do this. And if something inside of you doesn't kick in to say, wait a minute, why am I filming my child? me saying these things to my child, cussing my child out, calling him every name, but the child of God, how is this not bothering me? So you sat there, did this to your child, the child you say you loved, beat the hell out of them, filmed it, sat back and watched it and decided I'm going to upload this for the world to see. I am going to do everything I can to embarrass this child. I pray that the law comes so hard down on you that it's not even funny why because I can say that with a strong conviction conviction because I'm not doing any of that to my personal children I'm just not right I found the video to be super extremely extremely disturbing I personally was triggered so that's why I say if you're triggered even by hearing the story I understand it I was personally triggered by it and I'm just like If you can sit there and watch a child 
practically get beat up like a grown person from their own parent, something is completely wrong. Not with them, with you as well. Like not just them, but is with you as well. And so as I'm, I saw the video again, I had to turn it off it, because it, it listen, it became no longer about getting a beaten, right? It became no longer about becoming, getting a spanking. It became, I'm going to take you out, right? And we know all, not all, we know a lot of moms who have said, I have brought you in this world and I will take you out. And maybe they believe that and maybe they would. But let me just say, as much as people say that, as many as parents say that, just to make sure that you understand that they are playing, they're not playing. The reality of it is, is that any parent that even would attempt in any form is abusive straight from the gate. And I'm going to say that with 100% conviction because that's what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to make a parent feel uh, bad or worse or whatever the case may be or whatever they want to do. It's straight up abuse. So for me, it was wrong. And this girl was getting beat up. Like there's just no other way around it. And I just, like I said, the, the mindset to do this, to capture this on video, to go back and watch it, to go ahead and upload it. These are decisions that are being made that could have been stopped at any given point. Right. And it's not a situation where I just quote unquote lost control. Honestly, I believe that parents who do that have, have been abused themselves. You've had to be comfortable in this abuse. You've had to see it. You've had to experience it. There has to be something going on that you felt comfortable enough to do that. And then to record yourself doing it and then to upload it to social media, this video, no matter if the video was just, if, I don't know when the video was shot. It could have been shot today, yesterday, three years ago, 10 years ago. The fact that it was uploaded, that never will, that's not going to come off the internet. No time soon. It's a forever stamp. So let's just be careful. Again, parents, listen, I'm a parent and I get it. Now, some people might say that I'm a baby parent, meaning that because I've only been a parent for almost 12 years, that I'm not in the ring to discuss and put my flag on parenting. But what I will say is that child that was being beat is the same age as my child. So instead of saying to this child, why are you sending these messages out? My question would be for myself, where, where was I at? Where, what do I need to do? And this is why I was saying in the, in the, the episode two weeks ago, it's about this motherhood and ego. Like you have to lay your ego to the side and decide what's best for your child, right? Because there's children that are still healing from the foolishness that their parents caused. So that's my second, like I, I was completely taken back by this raggedy video. My favorite word is raggedy. I call everything raggedy, but this was truly, truly raggedy of how this mother did her own child. There's no way that I would be able to entertain my parent coming to me saying, well, you know, I did the best I could. I'm sorry. I loved you. I, I don't know if my level of therapy would get me to the point if I was in the situation and I had to heal from this years later and I have to look at y'all, my parents and say, I did the best that I could. I pray that that's not something that my kids have to say, especially on something as physical as that. So I pray that that young girl gets the counseling that she needs because Lord knows she's going to need it. And I think the mom is in jail because I've been trying to research it. I think the mom is in jail. I think they did obviously take the child. I mean, they had no choice. They hadn't, this, this, this was not one of those situations where it could have been up for interpretation. There's not a person alive that could have high-fived that. Nobody. And any parent that could have high-fived that take their children too. Cause that means that their level of, of foolish, foolishness and shenanigans is really extremely high. Seriously. And so one of the other stories that on the internet this week on social media, um, Ben Zeno, who is a rapper from back in the day. Um, I don't even remember the song that he had. I know it was something about the after party. We're going to rock the party and block the, you know, whatever, whatever the party, something about a party. I remember, don't quote me because I cannot remember the rap song. I'm gonna go back and listen to it tonight though. That's what I'm going to do. However, him and his daughter, his daughter has grown him and them going back and forth on the internet and her calling her father out of his name. Um, whew. so again, we talk about parents who are out of control. Let's talk about them kids that's out of control. Do I feel like she's entitled 
to call her parent out, her father, if she feels like he has not done whatever it is that he should have done back in whatever day or even something that may have happened now. I believe accountability is real. I don't really care. There's really no statute of limitations in my mind when it comes to accountability. I've had to be accountable for things that I have done and said. Um, so parents don't get a pass. I don't think even my parents are going to get a pass. It is what it is. However, I'm not going to sit there and call my parents out, out of their name, right? Like I'm going to give them the respect, even if they never gave it to me, I'm not going to call them out of their name. Now he says some things obviously that he shouldn't have said, cause he again is the quote unquote grown person. He's the father, he's the protector. He should not have said what he said, but I'm not going to dismiss her behavior either. Period. I have been mad at my parents many a day, like really have. And there has probably stuff that I probably would never come on a podcast or even blog about because I'm not there. And again, because too, I would hope that I would have that conversation with them first. Even as an adult, I would want to prefer to have that conversation with them if, if it's possible. But I'm not going to call my mom and my dad out of their God given name. Now, you might say maybe I wouldn't call your mom because you know, my mom is capable and my mom is this that old school mentality. Like my mom is not the one. She's not the two or the three. It ain't going to be none of that. But a part of that too just comes from a level of I have kids. And so I wouldn't want my kids to do the same. And so I can't mirror respect by not giving it. And listen, I believe, I honestly believe in my heart that yes, I can have a falling out right now with one of my parents. I would remove myself from the situation and have done it. There's been disagreements between me and my parents, even as I've gotten grown, even as I became an adult and I have removed myself from the situation that I have done plenty of times, but I've never gone on record off record on record behind the scenes with friends, with my husband, with whomever, and have ever called my parents out of their name. I can stand 100% on that. 100% on that. I have had huge disagreements with my parents even after I've gotten grown. I have never called them out of their name, not to their faces and not behind their back. I have not always agreed. I will I personally believe that disagreement is not disrespectful. My parents may believe differently. It's that's, that's on them to either believe that or not, but as a grown woman who has been blessed to be on her own, who has been blessed to not have to call home for them to save me out of things, especially now, I am grateful for that. But in the flip of that, I'm not going to disrespect them. It's not even because I'm afraid that they're going to do something. I'm not going to disrespect them because I'm a parent and I know better. And I know that the way life works is that I don't need to be rewarded for that type of bad behavior. So these two adults, yes, one is the child, but she is his child, but not a child. And she's, she's responsible for the things that she has said. He's responsible for the things that he has said. I'm just not here for just blatant disrespect. Do I think that because a parent is a parent that they get passes on their behavior? I don't think so. Not at all. I don't. I don't think that parents should get passes as far as bad behavior. I think bad behavior needs to be stated that it's bad behavior. I just don't think you have to hit below the belt to explain that it's bad behavior because you should be grown when you're grown. You can call out bad behavior and not be and not have an agreement in it. Right. If I call out something and I say this is bad, that means it's bad for me. I don't agree with it. And so that's not cool. I can make the decision to not come around, not deal with or I can deal with it. Right. Is you know, we have this 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 thought process that we don't have to deal with things. And that's true. You don't. But I can also deal with it and still come to the same rationality that I don't want to be around that. Like you can forgive somebody for something. I have been forgiven for a lot of things. But if people choose not to come around me for the things that I have said and I have done, I have to accept that. I don't have to like it, but I have to accept that. And it goes both ways. So I'm hoping, I am honestly hoping that Benzino and his daughter will be able to get it together, that they can find a way to privately hold each other accountable for whatever started this argument and find a way to work through the argument and then also stop saying things in public, public places about each other. Because I always like and find it very interesting when people say, mind your business, but you put your business out on front street. If somebody came right now because I'm making this podcast and says and questioned me about whatever with my parents, it would be up to my discretion whether I discussed it. 
but I put it out there. So I have no choice but to deal with it. And so that is what it is. Even with my blog, I've had people say, you, you know, you may not want to you may not want to say that, like, especially if I was talking about like, a lot of times I talk about myself, I don't even try to bring other people into it. This particular situation, we're talking about parents, I'm going to talk about parents, I have parents, right? We, most of us have parents, right? And so, yeah, that's what it is. But if I'm talking about something with myself, I don't allow other people to dictate the level of privacy that I should have when it only pertains to me. When I had my um, surgeries, had different surgeries for hysterectomy, blood clots. I had all kinds of stuff happen. It was my story to tell. Nobody gets to put a cap on the story that I get to tell. Nobody. You may not like it. You may not agree that it should have been shared, but you know what I find is amazing. The reason why people feel connected to other people is because somebody was willing to share the things that they were going through. So for me personally, you may feel differently. I don't allow anybody to cap my story. It doesn't matter if you don't agree that it shouldn't have been shared. It's my story. I'm going to share it. Especially when I'm putting me out. Right. And so I just honestly, I hope and pray that the two of them will legit get it together, that they can actually have the conversations that they need to have to try to work it out. And they may come down to not being able to work it out. You know, I find it interesting because, you know, I was watching something on, is it on the, it was, I don't know where I saw it at, but this concept that, especially when it comes to elders, that an elder can say, do and act in any form, in any way. And as the person that's not the elder, you're supposed to welcome them in with, you know, open arms, let them say what they want, let them act the way that they want, let them do the, what the, whatever it is that they're trying to do. And the, the excuse is, well, they have always been that way. I do not subscribe to any of that type of mentality in whatsoever, which means for me, I've had elders who have said things and I just don't even, I, I've, I haven't talked, I had not talked to them. I had not seen them. It's a removal from me. And people get so upset. They bring up things like life is short. What happens if something happens? And unfortunately, I've had the situation happen and I'm just like, God bless them and give them the peace that they need in, the, in their situation. And the, as they transitioned, I didn't have any evil in my heart. I made sure that I was OK, but I'd still never engaged with them anymore. And so it's OK to do that. Right. People make these these thought processes that you have to be around people that hurt you in order for the person who hurt you to feel the sense of forgiveness. I have forgiven people who I have then said to myself, I'm good, but I wish you well, right? I'm good. I don't wish any evil on you. I don't talk about you. You're not in my thought process. We, cause you know, we, we say we, we're, we over something, but when you continue talking about it, you're not. And so I've had situations where I've never brought this person up or a group of people up. Like it just, it's not a part of my conversations. I don't sit around thinking about them and I can actually move on. So we have to normalize. I hate that saying that we're normalized. We've been normalizing everything. Everything is normalized this, normalized that. But reality is we need to come to grips. Let's call it called to come to grips. We need to come to grips with the ability to separate yourself and take care of your mind, your body, your spirit. And sometimes that doesn't mean entangling yourself with people who just don't, they don't work out. And being an adult and being grown is the ability to make that decision for yourself, regardless of how other people may feel about that. You cannot put yourself in an uncomfortable situation to make somebody else feel comfortable. I cannot continue to hang out with you, put my feet underneath your table and break bread with you just so you can feel comfortable about the pain you caused me. Makes no sense to me. But we think like that because that's how we're conditioned. That's how we're taught. We're taught that in order for you to basically get into heaven, we want to pull heaven as the card of saying, if you want to get here, you must then forgive. We talked about that. We were talking to Miss Katrina about that and the play. Like, it's always the people who have done the most. Like, I've been in situations where I've caused the most pain. And then it was like, well, if you want to get into heaven, if you want to do this, if you want to do that. And I realized how wrong I was. Like, I'm always, I feel like I'm not, I'm not going to say always because there's probably people who can say, no, that's not true. But for me, in these last, I would say, 12 years, I have definitely taken stock on the things that I have said. And then this pressure that you put on other people to align with your thought process. Like you may be listening and be like, oh, no, sis, I could never, you know, uh, call my parents out for A, B and C. 
I never asked you, first of all, to call your parents out. I just said that the spirit of accountability doesn't change just because you didn't speak it out. Right. Accountability is accountability. And for me, I feel like everybody has a right to be accountable for the things that they have said in the past, the present or the future. And so you may feel like I could never go on a public on a public uh, platform and say, you know, there's a possibility or there were times when you had an issue. That's you. For me, I can't change the things that have happened. The only thing I can do is do the best that I can with the life that I want to live. And my life has not always been perfect by any means. However, being a person that's about accountability to be open about the things that are happening and to be and confront myself. I feel like you you can still have accountability without disrespecting someone. So again, Benzino, his daughter, I just honestly hope that this story goes away, that they kind of quiets down and that everybody literally will just work it out amongst themselves. And if they find it, they can take a break and work it out. We can't just say, okay, well, let's try to work it out because you never know somebody could die today or tomorrow. Like that's very true. There's no, there's so much truth in that, but you can also still live and live a long life and still not be accountable for the things that you're doing. And that's not okay as well. And I know today's episode has been quite heavy about accountability. It can get that way because that's just how accountability does. But for the weekend, let's talk about some of the things that are happening today. Coming to America 2 is out on Amazon Prime. Let me say I got an advanced copy and I have viewed it, my personal self, and it is a go. It is a must. It is one for the culture. If you have not seen Coming to America 1, get yourself together. Go ahead and view one so you can be prepared for number two. Number two is extremely good. I think they did a great job pulling it together and literally having a storyline that made sense. They brought so many characters from the first back to the second. And I can't even tell you so many people you didn't think about that came back in two made sense. And it's hilarious. It is a must watch. Um, I didn't realize uh, my husband brought this up that coming to America came out 33 years ago. And I'm like, really? But apparently it did. And so I did not watch it when I was seven years old. But apparently my husband did. And um, but nonetheless, it's out today. It is a must watch. So I know normally we would get together. A lot of people would be in the movie theater watching and having a good time. I know that if a movie theater is open and you and it was, you know, going there to go see it, it would be packed out without a doubt. I know that for a fact that even if you just were like hesitant or like thinking about should you get it, it is a must get. You will like it. I wish that I could see it with like some of my friends and really just have a great time watching it and just talking about it. But I will attempt to have some calls with some of them to see how they enjoyed it. So yes, coming to America too is out today. So go ahead and grab that, watch that. And um, you're going to love it. You really are going to love it. It's very nostalgic. It's very good. Um, I got a chance to see one of my friends. We went to dinner last week, last Sunday, and I had a great time. Of course, we uh, listen, I am number one in upholding all safety precautions for COVID. I do not play. I did not come to play. I'm not trying to get sick in any, by any means. And so I was very blessed to be able to uphold every social media, you know, every social distances that we needed to do so that we can have dinner together. So that was great. Um, Here in Philadelphia, we have finally crossed the place where they're going to open up Philadelphia, like they have opened up the rest of um, Pennsylvania. And by when I say by opening it up, I just mean like having less restrictions. And so hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, but we were gratefully um, within the same guidelines. And so that worked out, seeing her, being able to connect with her, um, getting out, just having some adult time, you know, um, looking really cute and just being with her and meeting with her was very great. So that was good. Like, you know, one thing about this pandemic and friends, I have learned that I love my friends more than I can even think. And isn't that how it works? When you can't have something, you love something more. But when you have full access to it, you don't appreciate it. I'm hoping that once everything goes down, that everything calms down and whatever normality looks like, that we continue to walk in a state of gratitude. You know, so many people have lost their lives with COVID. And unfortunately, there will be others that will continue to lose their lives. And I can't imagine 
the hurt and pain that families are dealing with. Cause we always talk about the ones that are, that are gone, but they're gone. And the families, the loved ones are the ones bearing the brunt of it. Right. And they can't get around it because even if they want to heal, even if they want to get, you know, heal and get their hearts together, you'll never get over it because it's always in the news. It's always, it's just, it's everywhere. It's a part of the, of our life now. And so I am hoping that those who want to take the vaccination, again, this is a personal choice. I'm not debating you today. I don't have it in me. It's Friday. I done fought all week to get here, right? Just to get to a Friday that I don't have the strength in me to fight anybody about debating about whether or not they should take a personal shot for themselves. That is something you need to work out, right? Count up the cost. Think about your family. These are personal conversations that you should have. I don't even want to help to guide you through that conversation. Like we talked about guiding you through a 20 year breakup with a friend. We talked about guiding you through the pain that you may have suffered from a parent. Or if you're a child and you've done things to call your parents out and disrespect your parents, these are guiding conversations. This particular situation is not a guiding conversation. This is a personal decision that only you and you and your family should be able to make. Those who do the desire want to get it. I wish that you get it as fast as possible so that you can get I don't know what normal is going to look like. I have no idea when we can start calling things normal and if that will even ever happen. But I was grateful to see my friend and we used to go out once a month, standing dates once a month. It was fun just like finding different things for us to do, finding new restaurants, new foods to try. I think we're going to, our next one is going to be at a vegan restaurant because I'm vegan and there's a soul food vegan uh, restaurant that's not too far from me. And so I personally cannot wait to try that out. So I'll let you know about that. The blogs this week again have been about, and as you're following me on the blog, that's www.toytime.org. And we again are talking about Women History Month. So I have been interviewing some amazing women. I can't wait for everyone to see all the women that we have been um, working behind the scenes to bring you some great content. Because you know, one thing about again, this is the reason why I don't let anyone cap my story is that you may read something that resonates with you about some a struggle that another woman is going through. And all it does is it encourages you that one, you're not alone, you're not a unicorn, you are just like everyone else, you hurt like everybody else, you cry like everybody else. And again, somebody went through the same thing that you went through, and they made it through on the other side, which then gifts to you and graces you to know that no matter how bad it something may look and may feel it may appear that you too will get to the other side. And honestly, that's what I feel like everything should be about. We are some of the most visual people in general. And so sometimes if you can't hear something like on a podcast, like you're listening to today, you may be able to read something, there may be a song that makes you feel good, whatever the case may be. Just know that you aren't by yourself, you're not alone. And you will get through anything. So I'm grateful for the women who stepped up to the challenge to allow me to interview them. And I'm doing my best to do your story and their stories justice so that again, everyone can feel the sense of love and urgency that I felt when I was having these um, conversations, when we're having these dialogues and we're having these emails go back and forth. Like it's amazing to capture people. And, you know, sometimes it's there at their most roughest moments. Some of the things that they've been through have been some of the roughest times for them, but they can then look back. I love looking at back at some of the blogs that I've done. I love looking back and listening to um, a podcast that I might have I've done. Or I also like looking back at some of the journal entries that I write in my own personal journey. Because you get to see like you was a messed up mess. And look what you got yourself into. But the other part is look what you came out of. We're always in the midst of something thinking we'll never get out of it. Like I used to think that all the time. I'll never get out of this. God, if you get me out one more time. And we tell God that and then we get right back into something else and he has to get us right back out. Accountability matters. Making sure that you are held accountable and hold yourself accountable. I can't get mad when I'm not holding myself accountable and then get mad at the other person that tries to hold me accountable. Like you have to hold yourself accountable. And so that's that's what I'm trying to do in life. Oh God, I made so many mistakes, right? And that's another reason why I won't dog another person out, especially on a public forum, because if I point 10 fingers out, I got 20 pointing back. So I just focus on those 20 that I know are possible to come back at me. 
right? And that's what makes me try to wake up another day and try to get it together. Because we all have them same figures looking right back, pointing right back at you while you pointing out 20 more is coming in. So I don't hold, um, I try not to hold as much weight and I try to work even in the situations that I felt was completely a struggle moment or things that I felt like, man, that person completely wronged me. I know I've wronged so many people in life. I know I've wronged certain, you know, people have felt certain type of ways or have gotten certain vibes from me that I just say to myself, Lord, whatever I need to work out in me, help me to work that out. And again, things like therapy work for me because I can't, I, I can't worry about what somebody else is not doing for themselves. I can only figure out how I can make myself better and to use those moments as teaching moments for my own children and for myself. You know, there's so many times in a day where I'm always having to say, you know what, gather yourself. Don't you say that? Get, get it together. Hold yourself together. Watch your mouth. And when I say watch my mouth, I'm not even talking about something that I'm physically saying. Sometimes watching my mouth is watching how I talk to me. Those thoughts that I have running in my mind that I, I know that I can hear me say because I heard me say it. Those are not good because I would never talk about my friend some of the ways that I allow myself to talk about myself. So be very careful about the things you say when you say things like I'm always like I had this train or trying to retrain my brain to stop saying somebody is always doing something or saying that I'm always doing something like change the perspective. But then I also have to deal with what if the perspective is there, but the actions are not. So then I deal with me. And that's the best way you should be able to handle life. Dealing with yourself will give you the compassion to deal with other people. Now, that doesn't mean that you let people walk all over you, but it will still give you compassion to deal with other people. Because when other people then flip the script, if you just figure out where you've gone wrong and work out those inward lessons, it'll be much easier. This week for my personal self-care, I have gone back to musical therapy. Now, I grew up where my mother was a choir director. And if you've ever had your parent be a choir director, you know that that means that them songs that was played before she took them to the choir, she would sing them, she would play them a thousand and one times in the house. So before I can guarantee you, before she taught the choir the notes, I already had the notes because I had to help her with the notes. And I don't mean by helping her by giving her the notes at all. I'm just saying, just basically singing between her, my brother, my sister, all of us singing in the house. This was very normal. And so this week for my personal um, self-care therapy for myself has gone back to listening to some of those old songs. Some of those old songs bring a level of peace that even if I never set foot in another door of a church, it has made me feel a sense of calm and given me hope for the whatever situation I may have gone have gone on. So self-care this week has been listening to some of those old songs. Um, one of my favorite artists is Fred Hammond and just listening to some of his stuff, like some of that old stuff, like his first albums, like not it's not necessarily his newer stuff. Not that I'm saying that I don't like it, but I'm saying some of that old, old school stuff. Karen Shear Clark, listening to her. If you're a PK, which is a preacher's kid, you already know. I don't even have to break it down for you. You already hear me. We like high-fiving in the spirit. Um, so that's what I've been doing this week. Another form of self-care for me is being very clear about needing a timeout. You know how like you would send a kid that don't, you know, listening, you put them in the corner for their age. They're three, you put them in for three minutes. They're four, you put them on four. You know how I never grew up getting timeouts? My parents just took the time out to let me know they're not here for none of the foolishness, but I I was never given a timeout. And, um, but obviously I do with my, I have done with my kids, but giving myself an adult timeout where I just say, listen, I cannot do that anymore today. I have to withdraw. I got to take care of myself. I need to get my mind together. I'm sorry. I need to take care of this. Those have been the most, listen, an adult timeout is everything. Do you know how many people including me disrespected all those naps that we couldn't get back in the day and I would kill from not kill necessarily but I would love one of those good naps all those naps that I kept telling my mom I'm not tired I'm not tired I just want some water I'm not tired I want those naps like I want to cash in on those raggedy naps <laughs> that I said I'd never needed so for me um, timeouts have been good for me and sometimes with those timeouts I've been incorporating the music because again time out and the music kind of come together. Um, another thing for me for self-care is delegating, delegating what I need. I had a migraine for two to three days this week 
my husband is a trooper because he, you know, I had to, you know, we work back and forth. We're really good at the schedule. If he needs to do something more on a, on a given day, you know, I tap all the way in when it comes to the household and the kids and whatever the case may be. But he's the same level of tapping in. And I had this migraine for three days. I have not had a migraine in years. It's been a long time. And so these three days I was, I would get up and I would take care of like this one errand in the morning. And then I couldn't do nothing else for like at least till like nine 30. And that for me, that's like, that's like disrespectfully sleeping in is like a parent. You don't get to sleep in no more. And so he would get up and get the kids together and just, you know, jump in. And I was grateful. So I just want to shout my husband out for doing that this week. So taking care of myself this week saying no to the things that I'm not able to do and taking that time out, listening to some of that old school music, because, you know, when you think about music, whether it's R&B, rap, whatever the case may be, you think about the t- what it makes you feel. And for me, going back to that, that old music just made me feel safe. It made me feel appreciative of the things in my childhood. Um, not everything in my childhood was horrible. I've never said that in any public forum, rather on print in person, not everything was bad. And so with my parents putting that instilling that in me, that's one of the things that I will always appreciate is just knowing that, again, music is such a good thing for your soul. And literally hearing things that jar your soul to feel a certain way to gather yourself to really get yourself together. Those are the things that I gravitate towards. So this week has been really good for me. I feel extremely amazing positive this week. Um, I really do. And, you know, I can't say that that's the case every week. I have been very clear about the times of where I've dealt with like depression or anxiety. Cause I do with that, like the next person, you know, it's just that I am in a public forum and I'm okay with saying it. Like, I don't feel ashamed by saying that. Yes, I get anxiety. I don't feel any shame in that because where I don't feel shame is, is because I'm working through it. And I'm outwardly talking and working through that. I don't feel ashamed by saying that I deal with depression when I feel it. Cause I can always tell there are things for me personally that I can tell when I become irritable, when I become short with answers, when I feel stressed out and it comes in the form of this high level anxiety, or I have really high functioning anxiety. And so I have to be really tapped in. I'll have all these days where I'm like hitting every meeting. I'm in everything that needs to be done. Stuff is done two, three weeks ahead. I'm like really killing in the game. But in the back of my mind, I feel like I'm not. Or I start, you know, noticing, okay, I'm not working out. I'm not getting my water. I just notice certain little things, especially when it comes to me. Like if you give me a to-do list, I might kill it. But then when it comes to me, like I start seeing my slack and that's when I know that I'm about to start dealing with depression. And let me just say, God, I'm so grateful that we are almost through the winter. Spring is on its way. Anybody who deals with seasonal depression knows that in the wintertime is one of the hardest things. And being in this pandemic, oh my God, has been another level. And I cannot tell you I wish I could just, you could see me, like I have tears in my eyes just thinking about it, how grateful I am that in the midst of a pandemic, I felt that I've been kept mentally, just been kept, right? Staying on top of my therapy, staying on top of myself, because I cannot afford to allow myself to just let go and just be off the beaten path. So for me, taking care of my mental space, even on the days where I feel like I'm not, but I'm sitting there saying, girl, you're handling yourself. I am super grateful for that. So I don't feel ashamed about being open about that. I would rather be open and say, these are the things that have helped me. And for me, some of those things are speaking out about it. Me being accountable by writing it. Cause once I personally have written something, I make myself accountable more than anybody else. I telling you this is how it works for me so for me to write it down writing that and being clear about it it's a form of help for me when I start feeling like I need to hide what I'm going through when I start to feel like I'm ashamed of the things that I'm going through I'm gonna tell you right now you can look with the next couple of weeks after that it's a downhill effect so I've been making sure that that does not happen 
So that's why I have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. I have to write about it. I need to talk, just put it out there because it encourages me to get it together, to stay together. And it's okay to not be okay. And I'm so grateful for my husband and I's relationship. We've talked about this before. But in his and our relationship, I've had to have moments. I'm like, listen, I am not okay. Um, earlier this week, I came to him and I was like, I just need a hug. I'm not okay. I don't know where this is coming from. There's nothing going on, but I feel lost. I feel empty. I feel like I need to cry, but I don't have a reason to cry, but I feel I need to. And he's been like, okay, what do you need? What can I do to help you? You know, he's aware too. Obviously you live with someone for so long. You've been around for someone for so long. You've seen this person. He's seen me in my worst. I've seen him in his worst. You know, you get to know a person. And so being able to be free with the person that you're with, without feeling like that person is going to judge you, um, talk about it. I mean, we haven't always been in that place, but we're there now. And being able to be honest and say, listen, I'm not okay today. I need you to step up with the kids. I don't want to see them, them to see me like this. I need to get me together. Can you just work with me? That is super. It's a blessing. And I think about people who live by themselves and they don't have that, or they feel like they can't reach out to their friends. My friends should already automatically know, you know, I've had friends who really are going through some really hard times and it could be hard times that's big for real. It could be things that they're just feeling and things that they have going on. And I will tell you, if I'm in a space mentally where I can take you on and listen to you and feel like I can contribute to something that's positive for you, I will. And there have been times where I'm like, I cannot tap in this week. Let me find you some other help because it's not me. You know, I don't feel like I have to carry my friend's burden, but if they need me, I'm going to do my best to be there. Because again, taking care of me means sometimes saying, I can't, I can't hold your load and mine, right? And being okay with that. And even when my friends have gotten downright upset about it, I've said it in love. And then later on came to them and said, listen, this is the reason why I cannot take on your things or really not even having to explain myself, just being able to take care of myself as well. There's no greater feeling than making sure that you are your top priority. At least that's how I feel. So this week has been very interesting. The internet is a cruel place. <laughs> Benzino and his daughter is out here doing the most. Um, the mother that beat her daughter out here doing the absolute most. Um, you know how many people in prison, women in prison who cannot see their kids, who cannot hold their kids, who haven't hugged their kids and touched them. And obviously for through the fault of their own, right? Whatever they've done to get to that place. They're not going to take too kindly to you beating up your child. And even if you want to justify again, like I said, the daughter was out here doing the most. However, we cannot continue to abuse. Let's call it what it is. Abuse, toxic behavior. Um, they're all one and the same. When we talk about toxic mothers, we're talking about abusive mothers, a mothers who are there for their children because they didn't have a choice. They did what the father wouldn't do. And then they make their child pay for the mistakes of whatever went down. The disrespect to talking to your kids in a tone that's not okay. And to disrespect them to the point where you wouldn't want that done to you, but you can beat your kid because they are not, they're powerless. Like, again, we've talked about these heavy topics. These are serious things that happen all the time. So let's just be aware. And then we talked about accountability, right? Being accountable for the things that have happened, knowing that you can't go back and change that, but you can apologize and then show how you apologize. Listen, my kids know the phrase. We talk about it all the time. The best apology is change behavior. My kids are 12, almost 12, nine and seven. And they know that we talk about that all the time. And you know what I also do when my kids come to me and they say that an adult that's in their life made them feel a certain way. I'm not making excuses for that adult, right? I can't teach my kids to be accountable and teach them that there's accountability in their life by making excuses for the adults and theirs. So if there's anybody that has ever offended my kids, if there's anybody that has ever said anything crazy to them, and it, and I'll tell you if you know if it's crazy, because I've addressed you, right? I've addressed you in some form, because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out here, you know, throwing, selling wolf tickets, but I'm not, I'm a mom first, right? And so I will address an adult, because I always tell my kids, you can't address them, but I will. So when my kids question me about certain people, I'm not sugarcoating it. I don't care how that makes another adult feel. However, what I will say is 
teaching them accountability by walking it out, right? So that's a word for somebody. Somebody needed to hear that. <laughs> I hope that you have an amazing weekend. Please, if you have ever seen Coming to America One, do not mess around and not watch this trying to save a, a coin. Like you can do it. Just push the button, right? Watch Coming to America Two. It's extremely good. You will not be disappointed. You will love it. It's going to make you smile. It's going to make you laugh. It's just a funny all around good movie. Don't try to compare to say, is it as funny as the first one? They are two separate movies that are amazing and nostalgic and good, period, right? So the movie is good. Make sure you watch it. Tonight is Wine Down Fridays. I know that's not really a thing, but it's a thing. You can wind down anytime. I always have a glass of wine every Friday night, every Friday night, because I feel like that's a word for having a great week. And even if I had a raggedy week, I'm still have a glass of wine because I love wine. I will be talking about two uh, wine companies that I'm going to be working with. Um, actually, I'm already working with um, two women led women owned companies. One is extreme. I think both of them are vegan, but the one that I'm thinking about is vegan and I'm a vegan. So I'm always here for that. Um, but wine is bay. And I'm here for that. So I have some content for that. Remember, you can follow me on all social media platforms as Toy Time Blog. You will find me. I am out here. And um, I wish you a great weekend, a great weekend of rest and restoration. I hope that your week next week is amazing. I hope that whatever you have on your heart that you're able to do. I wish you good health and I can't express that enough. Good health. Take care of yourself. I know Texas is out here while and talking about no um, mask. Um, make sure you take care of yourself because, you know, people are not going to make sure that you're good. Make sure you and your family is OK. Um, we have not had any visitors to our house for good reason outside of some construction things that we had to have happen in our house. But like keep cleaning up and hanging out. That's not what we're doing. Um, however, we do love you. We love everyone. Uh, we miss a lot of people. Some people I'm just, you know, I'm just, hey, it is what it is. And um you know, God bless. But for the most part, we miss a lot of our friends, friends and family. And um, we cannot wait to be able to embrace safely with every last person that we love. And um, but to that moment, we can do nothing but send love your way and hope that you're sending the same love back. I hope that you have a great week and we will be back next week for another episode of Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me and I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.